Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we hope to inspire you to dream big and push past your fear, empower you to take charge of your own life, and challenge you to be the most authentic self you can be. Welcome back to the Simply Authentic Podcast. I'm Angie Mullings. And I'm Tanya Murfin. Today, we are on location at the 14 Mill Market in Nixa. And we have with us the owners, Leah and Rich Callahan. So we're super excited to interview them and hear about their experience so far and how this place came to be in the first place. So welcome, guys. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you having us. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So to get us started, tell us about your background. What have you done in your lifetime up to this point? And then maybe follow that with how did you get the idea for this in the first place? Um, well, I, I still have a regular job <laughs> and I've done um, insurance. I'm an independent broker um, okay, okay. representing the Medicare field. So I've okay. done that for about 17 years almost um, here in Nixa. I have an agency in Nixa. Um, so that is something I've I've really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we have, in terms of my background, I'm from Houston, Texas, um, originally. That's where I was born and raised, um, although left that area at age 12. So, okay. Yeah. okay. And far as for me, uh, my background, uh, after I graduated high school, I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, okay. from all the way through high okay. school. Uh, joined the Navy, did four years in the military, got out, uh, ended up in Arkansas in law enforcement, and I was a deputy sheriff for eight years. Uh, that's where we met. She worked at the sheriff's department okay. as, in warrants. Okay. And uh, then we decided to move here in the Springfield area in 2003, is where, and we've been in Nixa since 2005. Uh, and I've run um, heating air conditioning companies. I ran air services, heating and cooling yep. for, for mm-hmm. quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we sold that to a, uh, uh, Apex, um, I was the training and development director for the Midwest. Okay. Um, where I traveled, you know, a few states to, to help train other companies and, and do business development. And then um, we, we decided to do this. I mean, we knew we wanted to do a business here in Nixa. Uh, community-based. We didn't know what that was. We loved to travel, uh, and we did a uh, weekend trip to Tulsa, mm-hmm. and we were just, you know, uh, she was on Pinterest finding out what to do, and we found Mother Road Market, which is a food hall in Tulsa, Okay. and we fell in love with the concept and, and kind of traveled, and I've already been to 20 of them before this, and yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, so you got the concept idea from a different location. Mm-hmm. And like you said, uh, the more I travel, the more of those I see. Yep. I didn't even know it was a mm-hmm. thing five years yes. ago. Yeah. And then yes. the first one I think I went to was in Boston, Faneuil Hall. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but I know all the concepts are a little, slightly different. So here you have independent um, restaurants that sign a lease to come in and, and have their business here yes. for a short time or what, what does that look like? They sign a lease for a year. You hope to have different ones in. Are they incubators? How, how does that work? 
we have a one-year lease with all of our um, restaurant owners, and um, there are there may be some of those that uh, decide we decide mutually. We want them to stay. They want to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, this may be um, kind of a platform for their business to grow Mm -hmm. and they may decide after a year hey we kind of maybe want to do our own brick and mortar Mm -hmm, and and that's okay that's kind of the business model of the food hall is just provide this smaller kitchen restaurant space um, for these restaurants to thrive to get creative Mm -hmm. um, to reduce overhead Mm -hmm. and uh, really focus on the things that brought them into the kitchen in the first place was their desire to provide amazing food and to watch people eat that amazing food Um, so there's going to be a lot of opportunities at the end of that one year lease for us to just assess with them Um, we do have um, I think currently just about 20 people on a waiting list Um, so at, at that year end and we'll just um, do a lot of discussion prior to that year and mm-hmm. just do a lot of discussion to kind of figuring out if things need to change. I think that's part of what keeps the food hall fresh and interesting right. is that you're not you're probably not going to see these 10 restaurants for years upon years upon years. Uh-huh. And that's a good thing. It just that constant True. churning right. is bringing really nice interest um, for years to come. So, yeah. Right. So tell us just a few of your tenants here. What kind of food can someone expect to get here? Um, yeah, so the first one we have is Snowbiz Plus, which is a, a shaved ice and ice cream. They bring in the ice cream factory, which is a, a local area ice cream from the Lebanon area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Lindsay's Bakery and Bistro, and they offer anything from fresh uh, cinnamon rolls to scones to fresh salads, avocado toast, uh, soups and for, for lunch and dinner times. Uh, we have Fresh Pokey, which is a... a uh, kind of like a sushi in a bowl a hawaiian style sushi Mm -hmm. and he does um other things like edamame on the weekends he's doing pot stickers and and his menu's growing uh then the next one is not your ordinary taco not your ordinary taco is a they award-winning uh taco truck or or food truck for a long time and this is their first brick and mortar along with a lot of them um so and then the next one would be queen city soul kitchen they do have a restaurant in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to expand into Nixon. This gave them a great opportunity okay. to bring in um, some really good uh, Southern cooking, and it's it's fantastic. Meatloaf, collard greens, mm-hmm. mac and cheese. Um, they're doing fried catfish on Fridays. Yep. So, yeah. Nice. And then uh, the next one is Liege Love Waffles, which is a, a different kind of waffle. It's made almost out of a dough, not a batter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can get those anything from a Monte Crisco sandwich to a dessert waffle. Uh, and then most sliders is the next one, which is small sliders. They have everything from, you know, your typical, uh, small cheeseburger, fried chicken, grilled chicken. They have BLT sliders. I'm they, getting really hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. mean, you break so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, the exciting thing about them, and we're talking about expanding and changing, um, most sliders and liaise are partnering up and they're going to be doing, um, breakfast starting a week from tomorrow or yeah a week from tomorrow and they'll have everything from breakfast burritos to you know made to order eggs bacon traditional breakfast uh benedicts um they'll have a full breakfast menu uh and also Lindsay's is open Lindsay's kitchen is open for breakfast as well and along with abby's acai bowl which Uh is another company that Uh we have that offers fresh acai bowls you would see her you would see her also at the farmer's market in springfield okay um they have a a little trailer there that they uh serve 
fresh, healthy I've seen her options. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's yeah. got a great product. She's expanding um, here in the next week mm -hmm. to fresh squeezed juices. So yep. she'll have a whole lineup of fresh juices, just pure oh, juice. Wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, then we have Pie Paradiso, which is um, fresh pizza by the slice, or you mm -hmm. can get a whole pie. Uh, and Divine Deli. And Divine Deli is gourmet sandwiches. They do have a restaurant in Springfield. Um, they're bringing in even uh, lobster rolls here in the future, um, charcuterie boards, uh, and just really good meat, high-quality mm -hmm. uh, meat sandwiches. Uh, he also is the owner of the Pie Paradiso, too, so he, he has both spots. Okay. Uh, he is a, a chef from the East Coast in Chicago. He's ran big restaurants. Uh, moved to the Ozark several years ago, and oh. he just loves the concept of the food hall. Mm -hmm. And so he, his recipes are really, really fresh and unique. So Yeah. And then I we have Weisner Bar, and that's the bar. Yes. So Weisner Bar, we call it Weisner Bar because um, the founding um, food hall, or uh, feed mill that was here was Weisner Feed Mill. Barney and okay. um, Louise, Lois, Lois Weisner um, started the feed mill back in the 50s, and that's why we call it, and it's a full bar. Okay. Gotcha. And so does the bar, is that owned by you guys? It is, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. I assume that, but I'm glad I asked. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as we were standing out there, you we're here on a Monday. You're closed on Monday. Correct. Have you gotten any feedback on that, negative feedback? Because as I stood here waiting for us to get set up, <laughs> there were three people in that short time that came up to the door and we're like, darn it, they're closed today. Yes, there are always cars pulling in the parking yeah. lot mm -hmm. on a Monday yeah. mm -hmm. um, because we have such long hours yeah. and we work all weekend long. We need Mondays. I'm sure you do. Um, beyond just the two of us, our mm -hmm. vendors need I'm it. Sure. Yeah. They are pulling very long days. Yeah serving a lot of food so monday is a busy work day for them yeah. Yeah. on the back Catching end up. so yeah we'd yeah. love to be open yeah. on mondays and that would certainly be something we would um, assess in the future sure. but right now as we're still getting our feet on the ground we've got to have these days to get ready for the mm -hmm. week oh my gosh yeah, yeah. yeah. that's definitely yeah. project and repair day for us and then also yeah. the vendors are are back there doing preps and doing yeah. getting ready mm -hmm. for the long week yeah. on anything they can and they, they can prep in long periods of time mm -hmm. for sure yeah, yeah. Um, you have a very a great variety of, of restaurant tours here. Mm -hmm. Did was that intentional? Like, did you set out to say we want a pizza guy and we want to? You know, was that a, was yeah. that really intentional? Yeah, I, I think as we when we first decided we were going to build a food hall, um, and we explored all of these other food halls across the U.S. We were diligent to take notes. I mean, we have an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> that we just lined up. <laughs> you know, things that were similar yeah. and different um, with each of these food halls. And um, we observed the different kinds of restaurants that we thought were working and were, and were not working. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we, we knew kind of exactly what kind of different concepts we wanted in here. Mm -hmm. um, that will change as we go forward. Um, and, and there are new cuisines that become trendy. Yeah, um, true. But yes, that was very intentional. And we didn't yeah. want any of that layering competition between vendors. We wanted yes. to protect their concepts so we didn't um, have those um, 10 vendors competing directly with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, the, I, I love that. And I love the idea that you're expanding into breakfast. Now, do all vendors have to, you said just some of them are going to provide breakfast. So it's not 
like you're going to hold somebody to doing a breakfast menu and a lunch menu and a dinner menu, they have the option to do that as long as they provide that lunch dinner. Is that correct? Correct. There were minimum hours that we required with all of our vendors and that was, um, for the lunch and dinner crowd. And, um, and so anybody who chooses to do breakfast, we're excited about, um, uh, but that would be optional. Yes. Yeah. There aren't very many brunch places around Mm -hmm. here. I don't feel like, and I feel like we keep losing them. So would you call yourselves a brunch place when you start serving breakfast? Oh, absolutely. The bar will be open for mimosas and Bloody Marys and... Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We're That's we're not cool. we're yeah. just in constant learning mode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So yeah. uh, we knew and we said multiple times before we opened that once we opened, um, the community would tell us what they need. Right. Yeah. And so we're open to that. And yeah. and just uh, that's been a challenge as we've opened with just trying to instill to the community our hours, um, lunch, dinner hours versus bar hours versus that mm-hmm. breakfast brunch hours. That's tough. It is to do. You're right. Um, so, but yes, we're definitely, we'd love to become a brunch spot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you said the word challenge. So tell us, I know being an entrepreneur, we know we're entrepreneurs ourselves. We know that there's never a written script and a book that here's how it's going to go. And <laughs> good luck. Start reading from chapter to chapter. So tell us about, as you were starting with the idea and up to opening and then afterwards what are the biggest challenges you've faced and and maybe how have you overcome those or is it still a you know a challenge in the works hmm. well yeah we had quite a few challenges as we were going <laughs> forward first you know all the way from concept to uh general contractor woes you know I, sure. I became the general contractor of the of the build um early on um, we had a lot of, well, even, even going to the bank and saying, Hey, we're going to open a food hall. And, you know, they're like, you're going to open a what, yep. you know, and, yep. and, the in the research and the, the, uh, paperwork that we had to do for that, for them to be able to, to sign off. But yeah. bank of Missouri has been awesome for us for mm-hmm. far as them to, to, uh, to take that on. And they've been great partners for us. Good. Um, and then, you know, we've had, we, you know, we wanted a big, the big grain silo out by the street and the mm-hmm. city at the last minute said, no, you can't do that. It's too tall. Um, so we, you know, had to pivot there and we've had yeah. a few other challenges on that side. And of course, you know, you always think you have it all figured out, but you know, we have refrigeration freezer issues, just not enough, sure. you know, and, and that was the big thing when we first opened, they were running out of food and, you know, before mm-hmm. we could even close. Uh, the other challenges that we have that we're facing now is um, we, as as the bar and for Nixa, you know, one of the big things was to to bring something that was later. You know, one of the polls was like, hey, we don't have anything to do in Nixa. Um, we, we live or work, we live in Nixa, but we work in Springfield. And if we want to do anything, we have to go back to Springfield right. at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we chose um, early on to kind of leave the hours a little bit longer than a lot of typical food halls. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tuesday through Thursday, we're open until 10 p.m. the bar is. Mm-hmm. And then um, Friday, Saturday, we're open till midnight. And we're trying to bring in that happy hour before crowd. Mm-hmm. And then we're also trying to bring in some later nights. Um, and that's that's going slow, but we're mm-hmm. not giving up on it right now. Sure. We're going to we're going to assess that as we go. Um, we bring live music in every Friday and Saturday night. Uh, but the vendors, you know, because of labor shortage and stuff like that and, and their their models, they have the option to close at eight on Tuesday through Thursday and an option to close at 10 okay. on Friday, Saturday. So the bars just staying open those extra two hours. 
So those are the challenges mm -hmm. um, for all of us is trying mm -hmm. to figure out what do we do in the late night um, mm -hmm. and, and um, we're, we're, ki we're kicking off in September a couple of activities um, later evenings um, with trivia and with music oh, bingo. Um, and uh, we also have a welcome back to school night um, geared toward cool. high school and college age um, coming up in, in aug late August. Um, so we're, we're slowly um, just introducing those events. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we're excited to see kind of how that tests here in this market. For sure. Um, I would say the only other challenge that we probably have to mention is, is maybe the parking. Um, yeah. While we're a downtown business, um, most food halls that we visited had zero parking. Yeah. <laughs> um, here was unique because we have almost four acres mm -hmm. and that we could build on. Mm -hmm. And so we have almost 110 parking spots here. And that's amazing for yeah. a, any downtown location. Mm -hmm. um, but as we've been so busy, the challenge was we didn't have enough. Well, that, right. that was a good thing to us. That right. sure. meant right. we were busy yeah. and we right. have consistently stayed busy and that's great. Um, but early on, we were able to really communicate well with Thrive Church down the road to say, um, would it be okay if we sent some of our customer parking to your parking spot? Mm -hmm. um, it's just like a block down the road. It's a huge parking spot that's mm -hmm. underused, um, except for on Wednesday nights, of course, or Sundays for church. And they were so gracious. And in return, we're letting them use this um, meeting space that we're in right now yeah. for mm -hmm. their staff meetings once a week. And so it was a nice. really nice um, trade for yeah. us to work with them and, um, and provide some overflow parking. So um, really, we haven't seen as much of the parking challenges. I, I do think maybe in the Ozarks, people aren't as willing to walk a little yeah, bit yeah. of distance yeah. um, <laughs> as maybe we see in some other cities. Um, we're grateful for the business, though. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of construction right around there you right is. now. Yes. When that all gets completed, <laughs> yes, I is. think it's going to make things... So much nicer, e nicer, yeah. easier walkability, that kind of thing. So yeah. that's just going to take right. some time. A couple of things that you mentioned there. One is you have challenges and you just have to, like any entrepreneur, you've just got to kind of roll with the punches, right? As they come, you're trying to tackle those. And one of those, and we kind of alluded to it earlier, is listening to the feedback. So talk to us about what that feedback has been from the community, mm -hmm. um, how do people just come up and talk to you? Do you get responses on the website? What, what does that feedback look like? Feedback has been really great, um, especially on weekends when we're having um, all kinds of live music. Um, many times we try to sit down during those live music times mm -hmm, and just sure. enjoy the music. And we'll have just a number of people that recognize us from some of the construction videos and yeah. just say, are you the owners? And then just say, they, they're just grateful. Mm -hmm. um, I had a lady come up to me recently and she just said, um, she's an older lady and she said, I just see so many generations here playing at once. And it's so nice so to true. have a yeah. venue that is bringing all of those together. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We love that feedback because that is exactly what we wanted to build. Yeah. Something that all ages could hang out and have a great time. Um, I think people are loving the choices just to be yeah. able to come in and have so many choices. It can be overwhelming when you first right. walk in for yeah. the first yeah. time. It yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot. And, um, it's actually pretty funny to watch. Like, it is. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we told our staff from the beginning, um, many of them are young people and, uh -huh. you know, just watch those doors when people walk in because they'll stop. 
when they first walk in and <laughs> yeah. their mouths kind of open and they're like, oh my goodness, yeah. just yeah. taking it all in. Yeah. Um, so that's a good response. Um, we're trying to, with some of the more overwhelming decisions, we're trying to improve those processes for people so that it's not too stimulating. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we've had, we've had, you know, complaints about the parking and mm-hmm. I mean, we, we do not definitely never encourage or want somebody to park in somebody's front yard. Sure. You know, that's, that's not what we want. You <laughs> or know, there's, in another business. Or in another yeah. business. Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's city parking right across the street as well. And not, and as she talked about thrive, um, some of the, some of the negative things, I think just learning what this is, this is not, you know, mm-hmm. fast food or restaurant chain. Right. So this food is not prepped and frozen right. and shipped in mm-hmm. on a truck. Mm-hmm. They're back there, you know, making this by hand. I mean, these are, these are chefs actually creating these dishes. Um, so, you know, you'll get every once in a while, it was really good, but the portion sizes or, or whatever it's it too, is, you know, sure. a high price point, high price or point, you know, compared to, I can go to Wendy's and get a burger and fries for this. You know, we've, we've had a few of those and, and it's just kind of educating people that it's mm-hmm. more of a different experience and it's, and you're not going to see a fast food restaurant here. You're not going to see right. a chain yeah. here. Right. These are right. all going to be local chefs, local inspired, um, uh, community restaurants and they're and they're supporting their families and jobs and and yeah. getting all these fresh ingredients and it takes a lot of prep and in the back paying the kind of wages yeah. I yeah. think that you have to pay in a restaurant mm-hmm. you know we we all love to socialize in restaurants but it is and and he and I do not come from restaurant backgrounds mm-hmm. so this has all been such an eye-opening experience mm, for sure. but observing what these restaurateurs endure day to day mm-hmm. from customers, from labor, from just effort and energy and exhaustion. Yeah. You have to pay for that and the kind of wages they pay t- to their people to have good people yeah. who will yeah. work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that reflects in some of those price points. And, mm-hmm. and we're proud of that. We're yeah. proud that that these owners are paying wages that are are great so they have great people to interact because it's front facing you know there's not kitchens you can go and hide hide in so we want those um employees to engage well with customers and have a good experience so um so that's yeah like he said that's something we have to just keep educating people on not to expect those fast food prices yeah it's a great distinction to make because it is high quality food costs more money that's just Mm -hmm. that's just how it is for sure I have to say, I grew up in Nixa. So when this concept came to be and you guys first announced it, I was thrilled because I agree with what you said about people had said, we we live in Nixa, we commute to Springfield for work, we got to come home and wrestle the kids and get ready to go back to Springfield for entertainment. And so that was my first thought Mm -hmm. is, oh my gosh, People mm-hmm. who live in Nixa now can stay in Nixa and support a local business and entertain their family and meet friends. And so I just, I loved it so much. And I remember coming to the mill as a child with my grandpa because we would come up here and buy feet. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I have a vision of Good. walking into their desk that they mm-hmm. had and the smells that you would smell there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. being here and having you guys really represent and support that mill background i think that's really cool too coming from a nixa person thank you yeah we we knew challenges with the food hall you said in nixa 
you know, going and, and going to 20 different food halls and exploring, they're all in big cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we bringing this concept into more rural, I don't know if there is another one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Agree. But uh, we knew and and we knew that we had to bring the family involved, family mm-hmm. involvement. You know, the turf was huge. The outdoor space is huge. There's a reason why we decided this building faces this way instead of facing the street sure. is so mm-hmm. that that patio is on the shade. Yes. You know, so we know that it's a it's a it's a little bit outside the box even for a food hall to be yeah. in Nixa. But Nixa has been an awesome community supporting us. And we've been seeing people from Springfield, Republic, Ozark, yeah. Willard, Branson on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We've had That's awesome. several customers say things like, oh, I wish you would build this in Republic or in Springfield. <laughs> yeah. or, and we're like, no, we want you to come to us. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. Um, yeah. This is just, this needs the support of all of our communities it does. in order to be successful. Yeah. And um, yeah. so <laughs> we're glad to welcome them yeah. all. You Absolutely. sort of mentioned, you've mentioned the turf. Tell, tell our listeners what, what they can find here altogether. We're, we're, in, a, we're in a private room here, mm-hmm. um, and I know you rent that out, but what, what other options do they have here. We have um, in front of our patio that's on the east side of the building. We have a bocce ball court. Not everybody knows what bocce ball is. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, just a really easy, fun game um, that you can play all ages. Um, so that's free. Uh, we just have our guests check those um, the mm-hmm. equipment out at the bar. Mm-hmm. Right. And okay. so, in addition, we have um, about five thousand square feet of artificial. Um, football field that mm-hmm. we acquired from a high school out of Chicago, just oh. a part of their field. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, and so it's just a really large outdoor play space. We have six sets of cornhole uh, boards that uh-huh. he built. Uh-huh. Um, and we, even in the hundred degree temperatures, we see families out there playing. Yeah. It's, it's been yeah. incredible. Um, we have a stage out there for live music. Um, and so it has um, some really pretty LED string lights above. So that is another play space, but also another um, reservation space yeah. if um, someone wanted to reserve that whole space. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to this meeting room that we're in, it's a conference style room, but it can be used for birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of, we've had um, Bible studies, just all mm-hmm. kinds of meetings have been reserving in this space. Okay. Um, I think as far as outdoor space. Well, we have the fire pits. We have four oh, fire, fire pits. pits. Yeah. yeah. Um, underneath yeah. the patio, we have we have three sets of smaller um, with Adirondack chairs, if I said that right. <laughs> yeah. I'm always messing that word up, but that's okay. <laughs> um, with fire pits. And then we have one with eight chairs around it. And that one's reserved the most. I mean, so we had a bachelor party out here the other day when it was like sauna weather out. It was horrible. They still wanted that fire pit. They wanted on to kick off that fire pit. Yeah, and, and we loved that's it. Awesome. Um, we, we loved it. So, uh, And it, you don't have to reserve yeah. pay money to reserve those fire pits and Got the seating. It. It's just that if you want to guarantee a seat okay. and a fire pit, yeah. um, we do have those for reservation. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. everything that we have on the grounds is open to first, anybody. First come, okay. first come, first serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And literally one of the best patios around, honestly. Thank you. Yeah. It's we a big love, patio. It is. We love outdoor eating. Yes. And every Same. time, and that's one of one of the things when we were when we go around, it's like where can we eat outside? Mm-hmm. And where did they not put the patio on the west side or the <laughs> right. south side yes. of, the, of the building? Yes. It's like they, they put them I don't just for some reason on that on that <laughs> in the west sun. side in, in the, the sun. sun. <laughs> you know, so that's something that we love. We'll we'll eat outdoors any chance we get. So yeah. that's yeah. why we have the patio facing the way it is. And mm-hmm. yeah. It's over, it's a 2,000 square foot covered and about another 1,400 feet of uncovered patio mm-hmm. out there with seating. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. phenomenal. You guys yeah. had a really cool job to do. 
before you brought this here. You got to travel around yeah. and yeah. sit and people watch. Yes. And yeah. good re- try fun some research. food and listen to music. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Thank yeah. you. It was yeah. really, it was an enjoyable process, but he and I have always done business well together. We love, we're a little bit of the business nerds. We love mm-hmm. talking business. Mm-hmm. We love observing business mm-hmm. and how things could be better. How, mm-hmm. you know, how we could tweak things. What would m- we do? What would we right. do as a Southwest yeah. Missouri business? Right. Um, and just reading people. So mm-hmm. that that part of the data collection it was really fun. And mm-hmm. now we're in the second phase of data collection. Yes. And now that we're built and we're here, just yeah. taking the feedback and just figuring out how to pivot and, and be better. So. Right. So for our listeners that might be thinking about potentially opening a business, um, those entrepreneurial minds out there, is there a couple of tips that you would give things that they should do before they take that leap? Absolutely. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that we did early on here is we had a meeting with the mayor, city planners, MoDOT, the chamber. Um, the chamber. Mm-hmm. We had 14 people, realtors, all mm-hmm. in a meeting before we even launched this mm-hmm. to launch the idea to them in mm-hmm. a closed door and said, tell us we're stupid. Just tell us that, and we're okay, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, give and, us your red flags. Honestly, right. Yeah. Give us the red flags up yeah. front before we even start. That's great. Um, and get them and understand where their mindset of whatever city you are. Mm-hmm. Understand where the city wants to go with it and what, what how they're going to help, right? Mm-hmm. So I think getting them behind it um, will really help um, somebody launch a business, like really get people involved. Uh, we, we dealt with uh, – Will you show me Christian County, a nonprofit mm-hmm. that helped us with, you know, projections and demographics and, and, demographics oh, and, and even, you know, they even helped with some projections and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that's all. Do do all of those due diligence of mm-hmm. any kind of resource yeah. that you can get. Um, mm-hmm. Use them. They've been they were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, be patient with construction if you're building now. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the timetables are just never, even when contractors tell you a timetable, you just basically have to add months to that. Um, yeah. it's, it's just, cause that is so frustrating and you, mm-hmm. so just to be prepared for that. And the other thing I would say is to just be really humble. I've, I think even younger people um, who are excited to start their own business, mm-hmm. um, they have such a confidence in their own skills. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the more important things for us was to humble ourselves yeah. and and just acknowledge weakness immediately yes. from yes. the beginning and say it out loud. Okay, yeah. we don't know what we're doing in this area. Right. We need to go to the experts yep. and, and literally just Find those people who are experts. Mm-hmm. Humble yourself to them and yes. say, "Teach me." Yeah. And that is um, the way we tried to do it from the beginning, and I, th- I think it went really well because mm-hmm. they just—we don't know it all. Well, that, <laughs> we can't know story. it all. None that's a good story in itself. I mean, when after we left Mother Road Market, and we were headed back to Springfield driving, and all we did was talk about it all the way. Leah decided, hey, I'm just going to reach out to them and see see if they'll even talk to us, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, we prayed about it and, and said, okay, that's what we're going to do. And and then uh, she sent an email off to um, Mother Road Market. It was like 30 minutes. They responded and said, we'll open everything up to you. Heck, yeah, oh, we're here for you. Wow. And we made several trips down there, met with them, brought our architect down there. Um, all the way to Tulsa, mm-hmm. and uh, they showed us their books. They showed us their what oh. they would do, what they wouldn't do, and the next mm-hmm. time it was real um, mentoring. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's yeah. no food halls We're around very here to mimic. So right. yeah. 
that that was such a blessing to have yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are those are great tips. Oh my gosh, yes. And I would think maybe without that mentorship, things would have looked a little bit different in your discovery of yes. how do we figure this out on our own. So I think yes. the oh, yeah. the tip there is. Don't be afraid to ask a question. Don't be afraid because yes. you might just get a, well, yeah, come in and we'll show you and tell you everything. That's amazing. It was amazing. Not only ask the question, but don't be afraid if you don't understand the question to keep asking. Yes. <laughs> right. 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 Don't give right. Up. right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's Rich and great. Leah, we appreciate you guys opening yourselves up, opening mm-hmm. your food hall up to us. I just can't say enough about how excited I am for the Nixa community and as you pointed out Rich all of our other communities mm-hmm. coming in Thank you. to experience your food hall as well because if we're willing to get in the car and drive back to Springfield yes we're going to be willing to get in the car and drive to Nixa yes. if we live in Ozark or Republic yes. or whatever right. I, yep. I think so thank you yeah. so much yeah. thanks for the chance to talk yeah. about it we really appreciate it absolutely yeah. and yeah we always like to ask you if you have an interesting real estate story, since that's what we do for a living. Do you have anything that's happened in your lives that was ridiculous, scary, a huge win for a real estate story? House you bought? Want to tell a story about how we bought this? I mean, yeah, that would be, I, that would be I mean, it. this is to us. This how this could even happen started with real estate. Um, this property was not on the market. Yeah. And I mean, we, we went in to, uh, want this property. It wasn't on the market. Um, we just thought it would fit from our, what our research. And, uh, we presented an offer. The realtor said he's already been offered, um, more than that. And Mm -hmm. he's turned it down. I'm like, well, this is a good starting point. Um, that very next morning he signed, he's like, yep, let's, let's do it. And, and one of the other, you know, realtor woes is at first we definitely wanted to keep the old mill. That was the idea oh, to keep right. the front of it and build off of it. Yeah. Right. Um, architects were shaking their heads. No, it's not going to happen unless you have really deep pockets, which <laughs> we right. couldn't do. And, and so we did try to pay a tribute like you talked about earlier to the yeah. mill as much as possible. But so we had to tear down and we weren't thinking that at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah to the, the blessing of just getting the realtor, you know, it not being for sale. Right. And then to accept the offer. Well, the very we next wouldn't day. have known okay. it. You know, the contacts and the background information that realtors have yes. is so mm-hmm. much more. Mm-hmm. So if if we had not shared um, with our realtor that we thought this would be a great mm-hmm. location, and for mm-hmm. him to say, "Well, let me talk to him." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the connection you get from a realtor yeah. who knows yeah, the right. community mm-hmm. and and things that a lot of other people that isn't common knowledge. Right. Right. Um, and and. You know, that was really cool. And, you know, the, the gentleman that we bought this from who was operating the feed mill at the time, um, when his wife found out that we wanted to make an offer, I think it was she who prodded him to uh-huh. say, take that offer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, she was ready for him, I think, to retire. Yeah. Time to move on. Time to move on from this. Something so different. the kind yeah. of um, encouragement that a spouse, yes, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that was really yeah. So that just makes you think it was meant to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for that story. Yeah. I love that that it was tied great. into where we are today. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for listening to the Simply Authentic podcast. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app.